Hey everyone, welcome to the OMAD Mama podcast. My name is Marty Meshubi and this is your resource for everything OMAD, fasting, and health. OMAD stands for one meal a day. It just means that you eat within a one hour period and fast for the remaining 23 hours of the day. There are so many different ways to fast and we'll talk about those on this podcast. I have learned so much on my own OMAD and fasting journey, and I wanted to share that with as many people as I could, so I decided to start this podcast. I also love talking with others who have incorporated OMAD and fasting in their life's journey, and I'm hoping to share their stories on this podcast as well. I found OMAD and fasting, and it completely reprogrammed my relationship with food while getting me in the best shape of my life. I'll be sharing my journey, advice, recipes, and tips that will keep you successful on your OMAD journey to a stronger and healthier you. This lifestyle has changed my life, so keep listening. It may very well change your life too. There are so many different fasting methods, but how do you know which one is the right one for you? Should I do 23-1, one meal a day, 16-8? What's alternate day fasting? There's so many different ones. How do I choose? How do I know what's going to work for me? Now, before I even go into the types of fasting methods, this is a PSA. Anyone who has a history of eating disorders should not fast, as this can lead to triggers resulting in unhealthy behaviors. Although intermittent fasting has led to a reversal of chronic diseases such as diabetes, hypertension, and others, it is important to talk to your doctor before embarking on the fasting train. If you are pregnant, you should not be fasting. If you are nursing, you should not begin an intermittent fasting regimen without talking to your doctor. I know it can be difficult to lose that baby weight. Believe me, I have totally been there. However, what I did was wait until I was no longer nursing my baby to begin on my intermittent fasting journey. Please be conscious of this and make healthy decisions for you and your baby. Okay, let's get some of the lingo out of the way. Fasting. This is the act of voluntarily not eating for a specific amount of time. So you're not starving yourself. You are voluntarily deciding that you're not going to eat for a specific amount of time. Fasted state. This is when your body has not had any food for an extended amount of time. Fed state when you've been fed, when you've been eating. Eating window. This refers to the times when you are not fasting. So when you hear someone say, oh, I've opened up my eating window. This means now they can eat. They can eat whatever they want until they close that eating window. There are several types of intermittent fasting schedules, or regimens as I like to call them. The first one is 16-8. 
This is the most common and the one that most people find easiest to introduce their body to. This is when you fast for 16 hours and have an eating window of eight hours. So let's say you may open up your eating window at 10 a.m. If you're doing 16-8, you would close that eating window by 6 p.m. This typically works for some people because they think of it as just skipping breakfast or having a late breakfast um, and having an early dinner. The second one is 18-6. This is similar to 16-8. The only difference is that the eating window is shorter. Sometimes people uh, start with this and decide they want to shorten their eating window if they feel the eating window is too wide. The third one is alternate day fasting, or ADF. This is just what it sounds like. You fast on alternate days. So for example, you might decide to fast on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so you end up eating on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. If you're just starting off on your fasting journey, I would recommend not including the weekends until you feel more comfortable with your process. The, th the fourth one is the 5-2 or fast diet. With this option, you, you, um, you eat regularly for five days. So you might have two or three meals, um, regular meals for five days. And for two consecutive days, you eat a meal that is under 800 calories. This was initially 500 calories, but the founder, Dr. Michael Mosley, has since revised it to 800 calories. He's also added time-restricted eating, um, where you would have your meals between um, within 12 hours. Um, but I've seen, in my research, I've seen people still do 500. Um, some people have incorporated 800. So it really depends on what you feel may work best for you. Some people might think having 500 calories um, on those um, restrictive eating days might be a little bit um, difficult. So they may want to increase to 800 calories. I've seen people still do 500 calories. So make sure you do your research and you see um, to see which one may work best for you. The fifth one is the 24 or warrior diet. This allows you to eat very small amounts of low calorie foods within the 20 hour period. And then you get to eat big full meals within the remaining four hours. Within the 20 hours, you're allowed to eat things like raw fruits, raw vegetables, apples, bananas, broccoli, leafy greens, mushrooms, carrots. Um, you can also have vegetable juices. You can have dairy like yogurt, cottage cheese. Um, you can have clear broth, um, hard boiled eggs. Those, kind, those are the kinds of things you would have um, uh, which are uh, considered low calorie foods within that 20 hour period. The last one and my favorite one is OMAD, one meal a day. This is my favorite because I can have my meal and I'm done with it. I don't have to worry about what I'm gonna eat the rest of the time. This is where you fast for 23 hours and you eat within a one hour time frame. 
you decide when your one hour will be but you want to be you want to try to make it as consistent as possible so that you get all the benefits of fasting for 23 hours now i still get questions like people see me um who haven't seen me in a while uh and they're like man what are you doing you look great and when i say i'm doing one meal a day through intermittent fasting the minute i say one meal a day everybody's eyeballs pop out and nobody understands what the heck i'm talking about one meal a day how can you eat one meal a day which i totally understand because i was there i was that person when i started doing my research early on in my journey and i found one meal a day i thought that was crazy talk like who eats one meal a day and if you listen to the very first podcast i talk about my journey and how i discovered one meal a day and so i get it when people look at me and look at me like i'm crazy what are you talking about you're eating one meal a day who does that guys let me tell you i have never enjoyed food as much as i have since doing one meal a day since finding intermittent fasting why because i'm more conscious of what i eat i enjoy food more Think about it. If you're fasting for whatever amount of time it is, let's not even say one meal a day. If you're fasting for 16 hours or you're fasting for 18 hours or you decide to do one meal a day, you're going to be very particular with what you eat. Um, you're going to make sure it's good. You're going to make sure it's exactly what you want. Um, and it's going to be filling and you're going to be satisfied. And that's what I found. Um I don't try to push this on anybody because you really have to come to it on your own. You really have to decide, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try it um, and I'm going to be open-minded about it. But when you do come to that place where you are full and satiated and, and happy and satisfied with your food, it's the best thing that you can do for yourself and for your body. When I tell you I eat whatever I want. Um, I make sure my foods are rich in nutrients. I make sure they're tasteful. I make sure I'm happy and satisfied. I mean, it, it's really incredible how um, different my mindset is about what I'm eating um, when I'm having my meal. So I'm not just having, you know, a salad with grilled chicken and um, some sparkling water. I may have that to start, but my main meal is going to be something that I love. It might be oxtails and fried rice. It might be tacos, which every everybody knows I love fish tacos. <laughs> and I could have that every day if I wanted to. Um, it might be a hamburger. It might be a cheeseburger. It might be pizza. And sometimes if I want to go a little bit more on the healthier side, I may have a huge salad and load it up with all the things that I love and, um, and my favorite dressing. And so um, it's not, it, don't think of it as, you know, oh my gosh, one meal. I, I, I can't even imagine. I can't even fathom not having several meals throughout the day when you do have that meal you make it good whatever it is you like you make sure that it's it's amazing and it's it's what you love and and you're not restricting yourself within that time frame you're eating what you love now um 
having said that, again, and I, I can't stress this enough, and I've said it on the last episode, I've said it on the episode before that, I talk about it in the OMAD and carbs episode, if you are trying to lose weight, and you're doing OMAD, and you're doing one meal a day, or any of these fasting regimens, you do want to be in a caloric deficit, you do kind of want to look at what you're eating in your eating window, because fasting what you do when you're fasting is just as important as what you do when you're eating, right? Um, so if losing weight is your your highest priority, you can have carbs, you can have what you love to eat, but maybe you may not want to have that every day. So if you love tacos like I do, maybe you may not want to have tacos every day. <laughs> if you love hamburgers, cheeseburgers, pizza... That may not be your food regimen every single day that you open your eating window. Um, You can have it a couple of times a week, but you want to find that balance and figure out um, when you want to have those foods versus when you want to have maybe something a little bit more healthy. Now, while fasting does not give you the license to go out and just binge on everything, um... Because that's also a question I get too. Is like, I fasted for 23 hours. Can I just eat the whole refrigerator? Or I, fa- I fasted yesterday and today is my eating day. Can I just eat and make up for the time that I fasted? It doesn't quite work like that. Um, you don't want to do that. One, because you could feel really bad and really sick if you do do that. You want to just eat normal. Just because you fasted for a, a full day... Um, or you fasted for 16 hours, does not give you the license to just eat all the food in that eight-hour window Um, because that's when you kind of sabotage all the great work that you did during your fast. So you just want to eat regularly. You want to eat consistently. Um, You want to eat, you want to just have um, a moment when you're just having your meal whether it's one meal, whether it's a couple of small meals or regular meals throughout your eating window, um, just eat normally. You don't have to eat um, like you're making up for the time that you fasted um, because then you miss the whole point of fasting. That's not that's not the deal, <laughs> okay? Um, you also um, don't have to worry about what eating um, plan or regimen you're on. So for example, what I mean by that is if you're doing keto or if you're doing Whole30 or paleo or if you're a vegetarian or a carnivore, whatever um, lifestyle of eating you have can fit beautifully in fasting, right? So if you are doing one meal a day and you're doing keto, I've seen a lot of people do that. Your meal, your one meal can be a keto meal, right? Um, If you're doing Whole30 and you're doing alternate day fasting, those days when you do eat, you can eat um, Whole30. So that's the beauty also of fasting is that it fits so wonderfully into your lifestyle. You make it work for you. You don't allow it to dictate your life, whether that's what you eat, whether that's when you go out socially, um, whatever that may be, 
um, it really fits really nicely into your lifestyle and you make it work for you. And you shed pounds and you um, experience all the magnificent benefits of fasting while you're doing that. Now, once you decide which fasting regimen will work for you, you've started that, you feel really good, you feel comfortable, maybe you've even included your weekends and you're doing it, you feel great. You may decide that you want to try an extended fast. Extended fasting is when you fast longer than 48 hours. Now, if you've been listening to the previous podcast episodes, you've heard me talk about extended fasts and how beneficial they are to the body. Extended fasts allow you to reach certain levels of cell rejuvenation, autophagy, increased growth hormones that promote lean muscle and fat loss. I personally do an extended fast at least once a week. I will usually fast for 72 hours or longer on an extended fast. I couldn't imagine going several weeks without doing one now. I always feel really clear-headed, I have amazing energy, and I feel my best when I'm right in the middle of an extended fast. So I love these. I do them all the time. Although I wouldn't recommend an extended fast unless you fasted for at least 18 to 20 hours prior. So in other words, unless you have been fasting, you kind of uh, you've got you've got a groove. You kind of know what it feels like to not eat for an extended amount of time, and now you're just pushing yourself. You're stretching your those fasting muscles, trying to see if you can go a little bit further. Fasting is certainly mental. It's all in your head, really. Um, but you also want to be physically prepared, uh, and you also want to physically prepare your body for an extended fast. You want to make sure you've eaten the correct foods prior to going into your fast. Um, This isn't the time to binge on all the foods, okay? Because just because you're getting ready to begin an extended fast, it does not mean that you just go ahead and eat everything, right? Um, You can eat normal. You can eat as normally as you would if this was a regular fasting day for you. Um, I'd also recommend eating foods rich in healthy fats, um, protein, and complex carbohydrates. You want your body to be able to withstand an extended fast, so before going into one, you want to feed it well. Additionally, having support is a great tool. If you have friends who are new to this lifestyle or who have incorporated fasting in their lifestyle, um, getting together to fast together is always really beneficial and helpful. Side note, Good Girl Gone OMAD has a really great support, fasting support network on Instagram, so please check that out. Um, She also has a podcast, so if you haven't listened to it, run and do that. Whether you're fasting as part of your normal day or you're doing an extended fast, you want to make sure you have lots of water. You want to make sure you hydrate your body. Um, You want to have sea salt nearby. I use Himalayan pink salts, um, which I love and work very well, um, as well as electrolytes. I've heard a lot of people reach out to me who say, I've started fasting and I have a massive headache. I'm feeling really cranky. A lot of that has to do with the salts you're losing because you're not eating. 
And so to keep from doing that, you want to make sure you're drinking a lot of water and you want to, and you also want to add um, sea salt or pink salt to your water or to your sparkling water if that's what you have. That can help alleviate a lot of that crankiness, a lot of that nauseous feeling, a lot of that, a lot of those headaches you're having um, and can help make your fasting experience a lot pleasant, a lot more pleasant. Um, because remember, when we don't eat, we lose salts. And in order to balance this out, um, taking electrolytes will help. Electrolytes will replenish those salts that we lose when we're, when we're fasting. Um, and the, all, the other thing I want to add as well is this might be a little TMI, but hey, we're all adults and we're talking about health here. Um, extended fasting may sometimes lead you to get backed up. And that's all I have to say, right? <laughs> and But in order to help with that, um, magnesium, you can take magnesium powder, which helps um, loosen up uh, what's in there, right? It helps loosen you up. And that can be taken every day. And I use magnesium powder, and that contains no sugar, so it's not going to break my fast. Guys, remember, if you're using electrolytes or magnesium or any of these kind of supplements while you're fasting, you want to make sure they do not include any sugar because sugar will definitely break your fast. Um, so just a few tips on what can help make that fasting experience a little bit more pleasant, especially if you're just starting out. Make sure you have your water. Make sure you have um, some sea salt or some pink Himalayan salt that you can just add to your water or that you can just sprinkle on your palm and and lick that. And, and that works. When, it's almost like magic. You know, you once it hits your, your tongue, you really do feel a lot better. Um, you want to have electrolytes that you can also squeeze into your water. Um, that also helps tremendously and you want to have you want to add magnesium magnesium powder to to that fasting regimen because that will help um loosen up uh some of what's going on in there so no matter what fasting method you choose how you fast is very important Fasting clean is important, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Quick story. Initially in my fasting journey, um, I would have coffee in the morning with a splash of heavy cream or a splash of half and half. And I always felt like, oh, I'm doing great. I'm fasting for this amount of time. I've got my coffee with just a dash of milk and or cream, no sugar. I am doing this. Um, <laughs> and then I realized that that wasn't really working so well for me. Yeah, I lost weight initially, but then I started stalling. And then I was kind of like, in limbo kind of just hanging around there not losing weight maybe sometimes gaining a couple of pounds or two after an eating window but I wasn't really moving forward um, and I still kind of felt a little bit lethargic so I started or continued to do um, more research and 
I um, took the advice of some other fasters and some other old matters who had been living this lifestyle. One in particular, and she knows who she is, Rachel on Instagram, um, told me, you know, why don't you just try fasting or drinking your coffee black? And I thought, I don't know, that's kind of... Black coffee is not for me, not something that I really would love to do, but I'll give it a try. And um, and I tried it, and initially I really hated it. I didn't like it at all because it had that really um, bitter coffee taste. But then I realized I was really having bad coffee. <laughs> it wasn't really good coffee. But as soon as I found the right coffee, um, really good quality coffee, Uh, and started having it black, it completely changed the fasting game for me. Like, guys, I've said this more than once uh, on Instagram, on my stories, on my feed. It's made a massive difference, eliminating the cream, eliminating the, the, the milk from my coffee, the splash of milk, as I would call it. (laughs) And I no longer had the crazy hunger pains. I wasn't hungry. I wasn't cranky. And I wasn't impatient because my body was not being stoked by the cream. Um, There wasn't this constant spike of insulin um, coming in every time I would have that cream in my coffee. Um, So eliminating that was really a game changer. And I would encourage anybody who is thinking about fasting or starting a fasting uh, lifestyle or starting an intermittent fasting lifestyle... Once you are fasting, try as best as possible to fast without cream, definitely without sugar. Um, You know, have your coffee black, have your tea black. Um, Don't add any artificial sweeteners, even if it's zero zero calories. um, Don't add it because that will really change um, the impact of fasting for you. Okay, Marty, thanks for all the info on the many types of fast out there, but which fasting method should I begin? The fasting method that you should begin is the one that works for you, the one that fits into your schedule, the one that you feel out of all of these is the best one that you want to try for the first time. And don't be afraid to experiment with different methods. There are so many out there, and you are entitled to try as many as you like. In fact, I would encourage it. Although you may want to spend enough time on one method to be able to see if there are any changes before you jump around. Also, remember that our bodies have the ability to adjust to what we're doing. So it's okay to switch it up after a few months. Maybe you're doing OMAD for the first week or the first month or the first two months. And then you decide, you know what, I want to see if there's a difference if I do a 16-8 or if I incorporate a 5-2 or if I do, um, you know, a shorter window or a longer window. Um, Or maybe you're experiencing a stall in weight loss and you want to try an extended fast, which, trust me, guys, is really great for, for weight loss stalls. I do them all the time and they work really well. Um, The convenience and the great point of fasting is that it allows you to figure out the best schedule for you. It fits into your lifestyle. And what works for me may not work for you, may not work for somebody else. 
So you have to figure out and you have to customize your fasting experience to make it work for you. And now it's time for our listener questions. Our first question is from Ketia from New York. Ketia asks, does tea with honey count as breaking your fast or coffee with milk? Yes and yes. <laughs> as I mentioned earlier, you definitely want to fast clean. This means no honey in your tea, no milk or cream in your coffee, no sweeteners whatsoever. Remember that the idea is to keep the insulin level low. Adding cream or honey will certainly spike your insulin and will definitely break your fast. We have time for one more question. This one is from Kaylina. I'm wondering if on extended fast, if I should have a smaller meal to not upset my stomach. So Kalina, um, if you're extended fasting, that means you're not eating at all. If you mean um, when you, you end your extended fast to open up your eating window, yes, I usually start my eating window from an extended fast. I usually start my eating window with a handful of almonds or macadamia nuts, um, and then I'll move on to a bowl of salad just to prepare my digestive system for food that's going to be coming. Now, I've been extended fasting for many months now, and I've become quite adapted to fasting over a long period of time. However, I would caution that if you're just starting off with extended fasting, you want to start off with a lighter meal um, before going into a huge meal. You don't want to open up your eating window after fasting for 72 or 96 hours or longer with a huge burger or like a huge massive meal. You just want to start off small because remember you haven't been eating for a very long time. So you want to give your system um, some time to get used to food that's going to be coming in. Um, so maybe a handful of nuts, um, a small salad, um, bone broth is always advisable to start off with, even if you're doing a regular fast. Um, starting off with some bone broth really helps just to get things moving and get, get your body prepared and ready to have a larger meal. Those were great questions. Thanks for sending them in. If you have a question, send me your name and where you're listening from to Marty, M-A-R-T-I-E, at omadmama.com. I may just read and answer your question on the podcast. Well, we've come to the end of another OMAD Mama podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information useful. Please don't forget to share it with your friends, subscribe, rate, and comment. I'd really appreciate it. Please remember that this podcast is not to be used as your source for medical advice. If you have any medical questions or concerns, please talk to your doctor or medical provider. And before you go, check out the new OMAD Mama website at www.omadmama.com. You'll find the OMAD Mama blog where I talk about the latest topics hitting the OMAD and fasting world as well as my OMAD recipes that are quick, easy, and family-friendly. You can also always find me on Instagram 
at omad underscore mama underscore love or send me an email at marty m-a-r-t-i-e at omadmama.com let me know what you think of the podcast so far i'd really love to hear from you Thank you.